Iron Sharpening Iron is the production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to Iron Sharpening Iron Podcast. We are so glad to have you join us today. We would love to invite you to check us out at our website, ironsharpeningironpodcast.com. There you will find our show notes, you will find links to our social media, and you'll also be able to find other shows just like this one. Check us out today. Well, are you ready for a new show? Why not grab a big cup of tea, settle in for a bit. We have a wonderful show today for you. Let's dig in. Hello, everybody. This is Cindy with Iron Sharpening Iron Podcast. And you guys, I just am so excited that you're here with me tonight. Tonight is a really important topic for us to really just, I'm talking about open. Open it up, get real with each other, have some moments of iron sharpening iron. You know, I do believe that there is just something powerful about each of us coming alongside of one another as we are reaching for our calling. Because I know in scripture, Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And my prayer tonight is that we will sharpen each other. And I can't think of a more uh, real topic and one that means a lot to me, one that I have learned a lot of lessons about through the years than the one that we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk tonight about um, strategies for self-care. And you guys, this is a topic that a while back I wrote about this in school. If you don't know, right now I'm, I've gone back to school. I'm pursuing two different things. I I actually have gone to two schools. <laughs> uh, can't be a little crazy, can I? Um, I have to be a whole lot. Um, God crazy. And so anyway, I'm, I'm right now pursuing my certificate of ministry and leadership with Highlands College. Yay, HC. Uh, and I'm also pursuing my associates, my bachelor's at, um, with Point University and um, also in Christian ministry and leadership. And one of the things that we had to study in one of my classes a while back was actually about self-care. Actually, it wasn't one of my classes. It's been a couple of my classes. And this is important, not just for those in pastoral care or pastoral leadership. This is important for moms. This is important for fathers. This is important for writers, for um, business owners, for entrepreneurs, for what? Did I just leave anybody out of any of you? <laughs> it's so important because if you were to, if you were to really ask me like what was key through the years in um, longevity and productivity and being prolific in ministry and in business, this is it. If you also were to say, Cindy, what is your biggest regret? <laughs> I would have to say this is it as well. Because this is where I have, I am either all or nothing. Either I'm all in and I'm actually in balance and I'm taking good care of myself while I'm also taking care of my responsibilities, or I just digress. It's kind of funny. Um, today I woke up this morning. It was an off day from my job. And, uh, the, actually I, I had, I was at a point where I absolutely had to clean my toilet and to clean my refrigerator. Now, you guys are probably going, really, Cindy? What does this have to do with self-care? Well, here's the story. I just finished another seven-week term with school, and 
my home looked like a teenager in college lived here, not like an adult who's written books on organization and time management and who has um, had a homeschool, written books, finished books, um, and, and published books. I mean, it's not like it looked like I lived here this morning. <laughs> so you know what? It meant that one of the things of taking care of me was actually taking care of the, a few things that just really had, were getting on my last nerve. And so it took about, what, 10 minutes to clean out the refrigerator and about five minutes to clean, clean the toilet? Really serious. So, but you know what? The difference that that made in my life, it was amazing. Well, that's not necessarily what we probably think of when we think about taking care of ourselves. And and I just, that I do really believe that there are times where things just get away from us. And it's the same thing as what my refrigerator looked like this morning. And what sadly my toilet looked like this morning. That may be too much information, is it? I hope not. But <laughs> seriously, um, you know, when I believe that there are times we have to just pull back and we have to do some things that maybe we we don't want to do, but we really need to be doing. And actually, I believe that a lot of the things I'm going to talk about today are going to be some things that, you know, are delightful, but maybe we put it off because we are not really great at t- doing these things. We feel guilty if we do these things. We feel guilty because we think that we should be doing the things like the toilet or the, the, um, the refrigerator, or we should be doing the floors or whatever it is that we think is um that we think we should be about these are the things these are those things i believe make a difference in our longevity we have to make the time for maintenance we have to make the time to do the things that are precious even the things that are not so easy for us to do, whatever it is, we've got to make the time for these things. And so going to, I think, more pleasant topics than our refrigerator and our toilet, um, here are some things that if I were to look at um, some of the things I have to be really intentional about and some of the things that I think... When I don't get these things done, typically I'm sabotaging myself or I'm having some self-sacrifice or self-punishment or even self-destruction. I do that. I do that just like anybody else. And I mean, even with my job, I see a lot of people that this is the tendency that they want to do things. They want to do things well, but then this is the very things that are put off. These are the very things that are um, not that that are the last things they get around to doing. And self-care has got to be a priority if we're going to really, really um, fulfill the calling that God has on our life. And so what do I mean by self-care? What do I mean um, by, you know, what are some things that really will help us to be um, setting a pace that we can run this race and run it most effectively? Well, the first thing, of course, is probably a no-brainer. I believe we need daily quiet time. And I'm talking about time in the Word. I'm talking about time in worship, time in real communion with God, really connected, really intimate you know, this is something that, you know, whenever I'm finding myself feeling like I'm in a frenzy, things are out of order, things are not getting done, 
I'm not sticking to the priorities that are hap- that are my priorities, or I am um, finding myself in a frenzy, or and and I, things are getting more and more out of order. It's usually because I am not soaking in the Word. I'm not soaking in worship. I'm not soaking in communion. This is an absolute essential for us as we step up to the call, and I. And I just cannot even um, stress this greatly enough. This right here is going to be the deciding factor in whether we're going to be strong. It's going to be a deciding factor in the content that we deliver, whether it is right on and whether it's like literally on the cutting edge, whether we are deliver, delivering a message that is a now thing. For those of you who are writers, it's going to be the difference in writer's block. <laughs> If we're if we're cut off from the vine, we're not going to be giving a now word from God. We have to be communing with God. We have to be connected with God to be able to have those topics. I remember years ago going to the Lord and asking Him like what He really wanted for me to to in order for me to be able to fulfill my calling. And and He told me I would always have topics. I would always have a multitude of topics, a multitude of um, um, material, uh, uh, just lots and lots of material. If I was in the word, if I was communing with him and you know, the times where I've really not known what was next, the times that I haven't really known what I was to share were times that I was not in the word like I should be. I do it just like you <laughs> or some of you. Some of you may have this down and be perfect with this. Skip it, fast forward, whatever. But a huge number of us struggle with this. And you guys, I I have I have been in the word and read through the word every year except for a couple of years throughout my whole life. We're talking about 42 years of me being in the Word, and I have been alive longer. I'm sorry. I wasn't able to read until about, I was eight when I got saved, okay? So add it up. <laughs> so anyway, um, and stop adding. Stop. That's rude. <laughs> Don't add. Don't try to figure out my age or my weight or my measurements, please. I'm just kidding. That was wrong, and I digress, don't I? Okay, but so anyway, um, you know what? All those years in the Word, there are still times where I go through the motions and I don't just commune. I'll go through the motions and I'll I'll be listening. And, and I, I think there's still value in that. Don't get me wrong. I remember learning from one of my teachers in school. He, he was talking about just, I mean, that it doesn't have to be perfect that we've got the Word going into us because it still does a beautiful work in us. But can I tell you, if you really, really, really want to be able to deliver great content in a business or have those great ideas, be creative like God has designed you to be, or be resilient, be strong, you have to be in the Word. You have to be in worship. And I'm talking about real worship. God's not going to settle for us going through this mundane stuff. Um, I, you know, the last few years, God has really worked on me and stretched me out of my confines that I had put myself in through my religion. And I mean, I was 
I'm, I was pretty open to like raising my hands in church and, um, and being in worship, but God has really opened me up on a different level the last few years of like really pressing in. I can't tell you how important it has been. Like a couple months ago, my father passed away and I remember many days feeling like I was just weak literally like my whole depths of my soul were heavy and um and the answer to that was coming home turning off the lights um or or turning it down maybe having a candle going and um turning on my my worship music and just going before the lord and worshiping him face down on my face or curled up you know, like I was laying in his lap. Those were moments that that soaking ministered and brought me my strength back. And, and you guys, I just really believe this, not just when we're going through a struggle and we're going through a loss. It is a lifestyle that we really truly need of pressing into the heavenly father. He is our sustenance. And when Holy Spirit comes and flows through us, that's where we're going to get our best ideas. That's when we're going to get um, the messages that other people really need. That's where we are going to get the um, instruction and the empowerment, the encouragement that is needed for us to be able to fulfill our calling. So today, uh, Iron Sharpening Iron, I'm just I'm just challenging you as uh, at me to you. That if you want to be your sharpest, you want to be your very best, you're going to have to have daily quiet time. The next thing is really taking care of me. And it's doing those things that I believe we're supposed to be doing. You know, for me, there's certain things that have to happen or I am not going to feel as good as other times when I do these things. For example, like eating clean. You know, I I'm totally, they say you are what you eat. I think you feel like what you eat and and drink. You are going to feel like it. And if you your choices or our choices are not being clean with what we're putting into our body, we're going to be paying a price. And so um, eating clean is one thing. Daily exercise, and I can tell you I haven't been doing that in a while. That's something you guys can hold me accountable for. Because when I do have daily exercise, oh my goodness, everything else that I'm about to say, including eating clean or drinking clean, everything just happens so much better. And you know what's funny is I have more energy. I have more ability to do everything that I'm supposed to do in a day. People ask me, how do you do all this? Where do you get that energy? Well, it's from these, 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 this is how, this is the secret. And so, um, sleep. Now I am really strict about sleep. My days are, I I mean, it's, it's literally compartmentalized where if you were to see how I'm doing the things I'm doing, it is simply because every day is a routine and it's my body. I automatically know this is what I do. One of the things that's the biggie though is sleep. It's non-negotiable. I don't care what deadline is out there with work or with school. There have been times I've, I've said for work, I absolutely, I cannot You know, I'm going to have to take a personal leave day on such and such day because I'm seeing myself running dry. I've got to get the stuff done. And I've taken personal leave on some of those days because that's what goes, not sleep. Does that make sense? 
Also, I, I mean, just this past week, I, I thought I was going to be running low on time. So I messaged one of my professors and I said, this is where I'm at. I don't think I'm going to be able to finish this project. It was one of my final projects in school and actually didn't hear from her. <laughs> and it kind of concerned me. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't take a ding of 10 points if I didn't get it in on time because and she would have to have approved it to go another day. And so I actually was, praise the Lord, able to finish it. But let me just say this again. I would contact the teacher and take a ding on a grade before I'm going to stay up all night trying to finish something. And for the detriment of me and all the things I'm doing, not get my rest. Rest is so important. You know, I think I've really seen it um, the last few years with me working the job that I work at Jenny Craig. I've seen people that get on the scale and they don't know what on earth happened. They eat, they ate correctly, they exercised, they did everything, but then they stayed out late the night before or the night two nights before and their 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 weight would spike because it it signals hormones that retain water and it signals hormones that then have other reactions in their body and then we wonder if we do this long term day after day after day, not getting our rest, not sleeping well, not not having the wind down moments to where we can sleep well. We wonder why we don't feel good. We wonder why our brains are foggy. We wonder why we don't um, have the productivity that we need to have. And, you know, bottom line, if you look at the beginning of Scripture, rest is a principle. And it's a principle all the way through the end of the, of, of the whole canon of Scripture. Because God says, that, I mean, that's a commandment. And this is what he did. He worked six days and the seventh day he rested. That principle is, if God does it, what makes us think that we are exempt from going by his principle? And we're talking about one-seventh of the week. He rested. And he's commanded us to, to have that Sabbath rest. So this is so important for taking care of me, taking care of you. Another thing that, um, and, and this week I actually did this. This is, um, this is something I think is really important. Um, water. You know, our brains, I've seen pictures like on the internet of our brain when, it's de when we're dehydrated versus when we have had plenty of water and it's like a sponge it literally dries up without having the water that we need and so there is a physiological response to a lack of water and our bodies need it our bodies this is uh, our bodies are largely water and so if we are going to be our healthiest we cannot be toxic by not having good healthy water flowing through our body washing out all the toxins taking out all of the impurities in our body that is how God designed us and so um, that is a no-brainer and then of course de-stressing and, and there are going to be a, a whole programs on de-stress and all these actual things on taking care of ourselves and stuff but today, can I just come alongside of you as a friend, speaking into you and saying, this is not an option. This is an essential. This is healthy, godly living. And so many times we as Christians in particular, there may be some of you who are not Christians. Sorry if I just put you in that category. However, as Christians, I know <laughs> that I myself can do a lot of things thinking that I'm doing everything the way that the Lord would want for me to do it. 
and yet this right here is where I tend to self-sabotage. This is where I tend to self-sacrifice. This is where I tend to even self-punish. I'm serious. I think not doing one of those things is punishing myself for not doing something else. And here it is. It's just, it's totally derailing me. And it is where I tend to self-destruct. So it's so vital that we have a strategy for taking care of ourselves, and I mean that we stick to this, that this is a non-negotiable, that this is something that, you know, if we're going to be all we need to be, no matter what it is that we, no matter what it is that's had you tune into this show, whether it's you want to be a business owner, you want to be a minister, you want to be a godly wife or, or husband, you want to be a godly parent, um, you just want to be a great um, Christian, you know, whatever it is that, that caused you to turn in, tune into this particular podcast, I'm just saying that this is so essential that it's non-negotiable. And this is not something that's an extra this is something that is absolutely essential. If we don't do this, we will fall to pieces. It's absolutely essential. Next thing, of course, is make a list. You guys, I absolutely live by pen to paper. I live with post-it notes. I live with my journals. I have my little files in my computer. This is, my, even my iPhone has got, I've, I've got um, programs that link what I need to remember and what I need to do between my computer and my iPad and my iPhone. I have the, I have my list because guess what? This takes all of the things that are wearing on my mind out of my mind and it's, it's, it's brain dumped. It's in a place where I don't have to worry that I'm going to forget things because I have a lot going on. Man, I'm working full-time, sometimes overtime in in course of a week. I have my own ministry slash business. Um, I have, I'm going to two schools, and I minister with an outreach team every week, as well as um, I'm I'm active in my church doing ministry and being a part of the ministry there. So, you guys, I am as busy as you can get busy, too. I get busy, but I also know that the only way I'm going to be able to really, truly do the things that, I mean, and this makes it to where I can just do it, is whenever I have things written down, I make a list, I make a plan, I make things happen. And and you you know what? The, the success I have, the, the successes, I do link it to work in my list. I work my list every single day. Once a month, as a matter of fact, right now, this week, I am actually setting out some goals for the next seven weeks, or eight weeks, actually, because I know that when school starts back next week, it's going to be all in, full force, and there's a lot of things like, again, cleaning out my toilets and my refrigerator today. That was just one of my things I just did today, and it literally, what that did for me was take a whole load of pressure off of me. Guess what? That was on my list. And that's how I get all the things done. You know, I don't have to sit around going, well, I wonder what I'm going to do today. I know that the day before. I've already made plans for tomorrow, today, right now. 
already know what time I'm doing tomorrow. I know that I'm getting up and I'll be about an hour early for work because otherwise, if I leave even 15 minutes later, I'll be uh, right on time for work, maybe late because I have to go all the way into Nashville every day for work. And You know, I know that when I get there that hour before, I know exactly what I'm working on before I actually go to work tomorrow. Then I work, and then after work, I've got my day planned where I know what I'm going to do that will make me proud, and that it, it gets things done. It works off the list. So make a list. Dare to dare to have some kind of system, and we're going to have some shows that I share about the secrets of brain dumping. Man, I believe in it. It's one of my secrets to productivity. I absolutely think that that is one of the reasons I've written almost 150 books. That's the reason I have taught thousands and thousands of totally original workshops. That's the reason that typical radio shows or TV shows can call me and they can say, hey, I need you to be a guest. Can you do it this afternoon? Yes, I've got so many topics because I've, I've, I've done this. This is my secret. I make the list. I keep those lists. I work my list. Okay. So give it a go. Also, girl time. Man, you know what? I am blessed with the very best friends literally in the world. I am surrounded by so many strong women who love God. They love me. They love themselves. They love the world. And, you know, they inspire me to be the very best version of me. This is part of my self-care. You know, they say, there's a little saying that says, you know, look around. The Five closest people around you, look at them, and you're going to be able to see what you are and what you'll become, because you literally will not typically rise above those you surround yourself with. Now, let me just say this. I'm surrounded by amazing women, but let me tell you something that's a big quality of each and every person that I'm surrounded with that are my closest, closest friends. They're great today. But they're not sitting where they are. They are they are reaching heavenward. They are stepping heavenward. They are pressing toward the mark. Literally, it's like they're running a race and we're just running it together, girl time. Do you know what I mean? And and this this is these are the kind of women that I want to be surrounded with. This is the kind of person I want to be, even here with Iron Sharpening Iron, because guess what? I know that one person sharpens another, just like Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says. So I know that what I am imparting to you through this is really, really important to your success. You know, there's a reason I should keep going heavenward, that I should still be stepping heavenward, that I should be pressing in and wanting more and more of God and wanting more and more of His um, will in my life, and that I should be pursuing more and more knowledge and wisdom and understanding about God. It, it's because I realize how serious it is for me to be on the go and on the grow for your benefit. Because I love you and I care about you. I want to see you reach your very best. And I want to be one of your five. Or, well, one of your however many you have. But nonetheless, you get my point. I believe girl time, or and and guys that are listening, friend time, whatever. (laughs) Um, Girl time is so important. It's important to have people surrounding you that 
help you to be your very, very best. And I'm telling you, be picky about it. Be picky about it. You be the very best you can be for those that are that you're surrounding, and then don't settle for anything less than that in your life. Also, do the little things that just love on you. You know, I actually have a list to remind myself of what I can do to love on myself. Like, I take myself to a movie or go for a hike in a pretty place. There's a lot of really amazing places. I actually have myself a bucket list of hikes I want to do. And I have friends that want to go with me on those. But you know what I'm saying? These are things I do for me when I just want to love on me. Or take a long bubble bath. Or go hear a friend play music. Or go for a long run. Or go to a pretty place and just read a book. Or go to bed early and just watch an old movie. Or put down the top on the car and go for a drive on a country road with the music loud or sometimes off. (laughs) Um, Or go to the gym for a really good workout or hit the tanning bed. Or um, plan a vacation to go see the kids at the beach. Or sit down with my journals and just dream or brain dump. Or dare to just go to sleep. I mean, I know. It's rare that I do that. I'm just going to be really honest about that. But, you know, those are just a few of the things that are my nice treats. I actually have a list that I keep of things that I go, hmm, that was really nice. I need to do more of that. And I put it on my love myself list. That is one of the most important things I do for me because there are just times where I'm wore out. I am at my end. I'm finding myself irritable. I'm finding myself uh really, really, really dry. And those are things that really take good care of myself. So take some time to take care of yourself and, and, and truly find some things that say, I love me, that truly nurture yourself and love on yourself. One of my goals, and this is just really personal. One of my goals is to love myself like God loves me. And so I just challenge you to that because I think it's going to make a world of difference in your life. And, and it's a strategy of self-care that I think is essential. Another thing is create and preserve margin in each and every one of your days. You know, giving yourself margin, what that means is like putting in space in your day or like you have margins on your paper, putting things in. Pressing them in to um, pressing your day in and having it in its confines to where you have some white space in your day, some space in your day. Why is this essential? Well, this, you know, this is going to give you some space to get things done. It's going to give you space um, so that you can you can do things on time. It's going to give you some space so you don't feel pressed and pushed and pulled constantly. And it's also going to force you to dare to make some time that is total dead time so that you really have abundant living. You have balance. So you have space to really be and become everything that God's designed for you to be and become. So create and preserve that margin in your day. Also, have a set time to cut off your day. Just like I'm talking about margin, I'm talking about put some margin at the end of the day. Because you know what? My day is filled with full-time work, full-time school. I mean, here 
let me just say, that is not full-time work, full-time school. That is full-time and overtime work and full-time and overtime school. And I totally get what it's like to have more to do than hours in the day. I am like that seven days a week, 365, if there's that many days in the year, it's 365 days a year. (laughs) So what makes a difference? It's having a set time to cut off each day. You know, with my life being so full, this is essential. And I have to be very, very disciplined when I have so many of my hours filled each day. I have to be very strict about not letting myself study past midnight. I, regardless what is going on, regardless of the deadline, I absolutely do not allow myself past that point. Everything goes off at that point. And my favorite days are when I actually get to bed on my what I call early bed nights. That's the nights that I curl up with my puppy and I enjoy an old movie or I read or I just go on to sleep. The other night I did it and I was so proud. I was like in bed at like 9 30, 10 o'clock. And for some of you, you go, wow, you stay up till midnight studying? Yeah, I do because it's quiet and I'm not interrupted. I get a lot done during those. That's how I'm getting my degrees. That's how I'm doing school. Um, at two schools while I'm still working and doing my ministry. That's how things are happening because that's just time that I'm focused. I know that this is my time. I'm going to be doing my lessons and it is, but here's the thing on those days where all that's done, baby, I go to bed. I go to early bed and that is something that I believe, um, just having, just having that. I just dropped my computer. Don't you love that? I dropped my notes. (laughs) That would need to be edited out. Those those days of going to bed early, that's those are my sweet moments. That's my sweet spots. Um, But every day has to have the discipline of me saying, "This is when it is over." If I don't have everything done, I still go to bed. You know what I've kind of found, going back to even God's principles for rest that are in Scripture, one of the things that he says about rest is that we are commanded to rest. Why? So that we know He's that God is God. That we know He's the one who provides. That He's the one who finishes. That He's the one who deems righteous or unrighteous. So, it is very important for us to remember that, you know, that rest is so important. And you have to have the cutoff to your day. So, I... It, um, I, this is something that I believe is such an essential discipline that it is one of those strategies for self-care that is very important. And, um, you know, again, I love knowing that there, I mean, I like the nice treats of the days where I can go to bed early, watch a movie. I mean, but that truly is rare. I mean, usually the only times I even do that are whenever I'm on break in between some um, terms in school. And that's about the only times. Even tonight, I'm not doing it now. I'm actually up recording this when I could have gone to bed 
by a couple hours ago and just had a lot of movies. I could have been doing some TV binging. Not that that's good or bad. It's just that tonight, this is making, this feels like I am being fulfilled. This is, this is me doing the things that I'm really called to do. And you know what? I'm going to be, I'm making myself proud. And so, it's it's knowing that you know there are times where we um, we stay up, we press in, and we do things that are on our list. But then I think it's so important that even on those days, the big treat is knowing that I'm going to take care of myself. And there are no days that I allow myself to burn the candle at both ends. Let me just take an aside and tell you, you know where that took me before. That years ago, I was so, I was so wiped out. I was burning the candle literally at both ends and in the middle too. And you know where it took me? It took me straight into the depths of depression. And I remember when God was literally healing me. And I'm telling you, I have a huge story for that. I'll tell it some night, some, sometime whenever I'm recording. But um, when he healed me from depression, one of the things that I, I felt like he asked me to commit to him was in this area of not burning the candle at both ends. Now, I know some of you are going, but you stay up till midnight doing school. Yeah, and I also have my exact amount of sleep I need to be having each day. And the way I know that I'm supposed to have it is whether I lose weight or not, or whether I spike. If I have those hormones and I have a spike on the scale I weigh every day, day, then I know if I did or did not take care of myself the day before. It's pretty much alarming. And so I know that when I'm having consistently better and better health, that I'm okay with what the amount of sleep I get and, and what I'm doing. But you know what? Here is the biggie here. We have to know that we have to have a set time to cut off the day. We cannot burn the candle at both ends. If we do, it's it's going to only take a little while, but we always, always, when we go against principles of how God has designed us, we're going to pay a price. And I'm afraid that for many, that's a price with our health. That's a price with our mental health. That's a price in our relational health. It's a price with our calling. And so just take care of yourself. Have an end to your day. Know what that looks like. Know what your day, even even throughout the day, I think a lot of times people um, don't take care of themselves throughout the day, making sure of a lot of things. Maybe, maybe they're getting too much rest and they're not getting enough of life purpose. And today is the day to say, you know what? Find the routine that helps you to be the most productive, the most proud of, of, of doing exactly what the Lord wants you to do. And, and go for this. Don't let yourself get into that, get into that place where there's an area here that's out of balance because it's not just about our health, although it is about our health, but it's also about living a life that is truly abundant and overflowing and lavish. That is truly what Christ died to give you. He says, I've come that you may have life and that life more abundant full to the overflowing. So have a set time to cut off the day. Make sure that you do that. Also, regularly research fresh ways to take care of yourself.
you know, this is one of my personal commitments to myself is to stretch in new ways to nurture myself, to expand myself, to hold myself accountable for self-care. You know, I, I am constantly tuned in, connected with others. Again, I'm surrounded by some of the most amazing women and I allow them to speak into my life. I invite them to speak into my life. I, I, I usually, my very best, best friends know that if I call, I say, okay, I'm needing you to talk. Give me a word. And I want, I only, my closest, closest friends are those that speak into me, and I'm telling you, they will speak what God would have for me to know, and it will dare to say, hey, Cindy, this is an area that, you know, I see that you're not taking care in this area, and this area is, is you're, what's going on with this? And they'll ask the tough questions. I had a friend the other day, she said, you know what, you're pretty much where you were last year. It was in my health and fitness. She said, so when are you going to make progress? And I went, ouch, ouch. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I really do believe we need to regularly be learning new things that will take good care of ourselves because I'm just giving you some ideas that have worked for me that are really important for me because I, I'm coming alongside of you trying to help sharpen you. That's my commitment through this podcast. And, but yet, when I'm saying this, I'm also asking you to make that commitment to regularly research some fresh ways to take care of yourself. Be accountable. Have some, have, have some deadlines to say, okay, this is my time where I'm going to look back and I'm going to see how have I been doing in this area. And then take some time to set some goals for the next period of time. But, but regularly, regularly find a way, find new ways to take care of yourself. And then of course, have fun. You know, I think that there, that there are just times to have fun, to laugh, to, to soak, to enjoy, you know, that has to be a part of daily life or it's too easy to get in the mundane and it's too easy to just be all about work and never be about play. You know, that's something that I've really had to say that that's one thing I wanted for myself that now I am very disciplined about that. Is that funny? I'm disciplined about having fun. That makes a world of difference. Just asking myself, what is fun? What do I want to do that is going to give me that um, fun, that time to just really enjoy and, and putting that into our lives? And then, of course, learning something new every single day. You know, I, I really feel like that the commitment is to, to constantly be learning. And it kind of takes the load off. I think in one of my other podcasts I just recently recorded for you guys, I talked about that feeling of overwhelm that came with relaunching my ministry and taking the steps that were just really scary for me. It was like coming to the place where I saw where I needed to get to the other side. It was kind of like the Israelites coming out of Egypt. And I, I knew that the vision that God gave me was, Cindy, just take the first steps and I am going to part the way. But the, one of the biggest things that was holding me back, that was keeping me in bondage, 
and keeping me where I was, keeping me stuck, was the very thought that I needed to know and have everything ready, and I needed to know everything that needed to be learned. Goodness gracious, I have done this long enough. I should know better than to think I could ever know everything that needed to be done, and every little idea, and and be able to implement everything all at once. That just showed me that I was in bondage to that all-or-nothing mentality that holds us back from stepping up to our call that keeps us stuck, that keeps us from doing the very things that God's called us to do. He's never asked us to do it all. And in fact, that whole mentality there is exactly what um, contributed to the fall with Adam and Eve, was that desire to know as God knows and to to know everything and be totally um, on the up and up with everything that's out there, right? And God's just saying, hey, I'm just telling you which steps you're going to need to take. And I say right now, you're going to get to the other side of that. Oh, that's a big C, God. I know. I've said take a step. Well, I don't see how I can get to the other side, God. There's going to be a lot I'm going to have to do to get to the other side. He's saying, just take a step, Cindy. Just take a step. And then take a step. And man, there's a way all the way across it dry ground or you're walking on the water you know what I'm saying this is how he does things he's the miraculous God the one we serve and he says you know just learn something new every day it kind of reminds me of um when I was in high school I worked for Dr. Rayford J. Harris he's and some of you may be from Laurel Mississippi you may remember Dr. Harris an absolutely phenomenal man and I was so blessed to be able to learn dental dentistry and dental hygiene from him But um, anyway, I remember at the end of my first week or two when I was working with him, he he called me into his office and he said, so how are things going? And um, I told him, I said, in my very insecure, very young way, I said, you know, I'm really so overwhelmed. I feel like I'm trying to learn things, but there's so much to know. I don't feel like I can learn everything. And he said, oh, Cindy, he said, you don't have to know all that today. He said, just if you were to purpose to learn something new every single day, he said, imagine at the end of this week, You'll know seven things you don't know today. And then if you learn something new every single day this month, you're going to learn 31 new things by next month. And he said, and you keep on learning for a year, you're going to know 365 new things. Now, I don't know who I'm speaking to with this, but I am speaking to myself again. I'm sharpening myself and reminding myself that just like as that little 17, oh, I'm sorry, I was 16, 16 year old girl was sitting there overwhelmed. <coughs> sitting there overwhelmed, feeling like, feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to be able to learn all this. That same wisdom goes with whatever we're needing to know today, or even whatever we're going to need to know tomorrow, or next year, or in five years. We don't have to have it all together. This is something that we can learn alongside as we're on the journey, and we just keep on moving. We don't let ourselves get stuck. We don't let ourselves sit down and think that we have to have it all together. We can truly Learn something new every single day. 
Well, you guys, this brings me to the end of this week's podcast. I just want to encourage you that if you are not connected, so you're... (coughs) If you are not connected with me on my website through my mailing list... Please hop over to Iron Sharpening Iron Podcast.com. There you can subscribe to my feed. You can also um, add yourself to my alerts. And every time we have a show, you'll get a notification that the show is being released. You guys, I really appreciate the time that you just invested in yourself. Because if you're listening at this point, you've listened through a whole podcast. And I just thank you for the honor of your time. I thank you for letting me come alongside of you. Because again, just as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And you're sharpening me, and I just pray you're sharpened back. Oh, let me just pray, and then we'll... uh, close down this show. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for the blessings that you have through friendship. And Lord, I just pray for this sweet friend that they will just take good care of themselves, that they will develop a plan for taking good care of themselves, because what they have to do, what you've created them to do is so important that they need to be their very, very, very best. And so Lord, sharpen them, empower them, equip them. Lord, encourage them that so that they can be everything you created them to be. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I'll see you guys next time. Don't forget, head over to ironsharpeningironpodcast.com. See you there. Iron Sharpening Iron is the production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to Iron Sharpening Iron Podcast. We are so glad to have you join us today. We would love to invite you to check us out at our website, ironsharpeningironpodcast.com. There you will find our show notes, you will find links to our social media, and you'll also be able to find other shows just like this one. Check us out today. Well, are you ready for a new show? Why not grab a big cup of tea, settle in for a bit. We have a wonderful show today for you. Let's dig in.